0: Chris Keyes for Your Guitar. Today I'm at Ascend Amphitheater in downtown Nashville, and I'm joined by Sir Chopsalot, Mr. Carlos O'Connell of Thank Fontaines you. D.C. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, good, man. Yeah. Thank you for joining us uh, on night two of your guys' residency here with Arctic Monkeys. Uh, I'm sure night one was a blast. It was great, yeah. It was really cool. And About yeah. a couple hours away from having another bash here. Yeah. 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 Nashville is good, man.
1: I like it a lot.
0: Good, good. Hopefully yeah. you didn't get too drunk or do anything too, too debaucherous on... Uh, Broadway there no, over there.
1: Nothing too silly, no. Okay, nothing good. Too silly.
0: Keep the silly to the to the Broadway girls yeah. and the the what do we call them? The bridezillas. People come <laughs> here for uh, bachelorette parties. <laughs> but enough about those folks. As fine as they are, we're here to talk guitars. And this red machine mm-hmm. uh, has noted in our magazine interview we did with you last year, where it was bought online. Yeah. Rarely sort of. known about, sort of. But then. Uh, To your amazement, it wasn't a full-size guitar.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So how did that unfold? I started with uh, the first album I recorded. I only played a Dan Electro back then. Okay. Um, We both played Dan Electros in the band actually. So then when we went to the studio for the first time, we were like, right, we need to sort of like make bigger sounds. Yeah. And I, Dan Carey, the producer, had this beautiful red Mustang, 66, I believe. Okay. 65, now I'm forgetting. Um, but anyways, it was beautiful. I recorded most of the album with it. And then, about a year later, I saw this pop-up online. Um, and I was like, holy shit, it's the same as what I want, you know, it's the same thing. And, um, and so I called the, the label boss, who's in New York. I was like, there's a shop in New York that has this guitar, can you please like, get it for me? I'll pay you back later or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he did, and then months later we came back to the states on tour and brought the guitar to the to the, to the San Check. And I got this thing, and it was just like so small. I mean, I don't know if you <laughs> a can, little toy. I don't know if you can really see the reference, but it's like it's tiny. Yeah. And and I was a bit, I was really disappointed to be honest. Really? Um, yeah. And I spent like it was a bit of money, you know, like at, at the time that was like now actually it's pretty cheap, you know, like these they're going up the Mustangs, but I think it was like. $1,200, which was like a lot. Yeah. You know, at the time that was like, it was a stretch. Yeah. I mean, I played, the only guitar I'd bought before was a Dan Electro, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and that was before as well, when Dan Electro's were like, I think, like $200. Yeah, you can you know? get them. Yeah, for nothing. Yeah. Um, but then, so I thought, I'll tour with it, and then I'll just like, I'll sell it at the end of the tour. And I just fell in love with it. What yeah. do you
0: enjoy about the kind of more compact well, guitar just, neck?
1: The I really, my hand got used to like the distance of the frets and stuff and hmm. I just like, I don't know, like you can just get further, you know, so, I mean, like,
2: it's,
1: just, it's a bit tight up here to be honest, like yeah. if there's tunes that I don't play with this anymore because it's just too tight, you know, and it's like there's just no room for error, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, so, but there's a pain of You know, I just don't really see on anything else, Like even on like the low strings, there's a real ping to it, you know? So it just has that high end that is beautiful, and then when you got like the out of phase, it goes even a bit crazier, you know? Like that's why I love the Mustang as well, just having that option of putting them out of phase. Do you use the auto? phase? I use it in one tune. I've used it in the studio quite a lot, but in, in live I use it on this tune called Televised Mind. And it's got this 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 pedal, the Cosmic Tremolo, that this guy Moose made for me in Dublin. And it's just sort of, I asked them to make one of those because it was I was really into Specimen 3 at the time. And yeah. they had that uh, Vox tremolo, you know, that's like really sort of like square. So I asked for one of those, and I got it made, and, and and I still use it. You know, it's the same one, and and it just has this thing, you know, with the out of phase compared to no out of phase.
0: It's a lot more of a dagger. Yeah, Yeah.
1: it just like goes in (laughs) and I'm obsessed with like, that's like, I mean that's pretty high but like this like, I always, whenever we're in the studio, I always like EQ my guitars to just push the 7k
0: around 7k a lot, you know? Is that something you've had to like discover as being a two guitar band and and like trying to stay out of Connor's way?
1: Yeah, sort of like it's just been like the kind of, I always sort of imagined my guitar since the start of the band as a sort of like an expanding on the snare, I just always imagined you know, my place as a player yeah. was to just like, just follow that snare, you know? And um so I always just tried to like, just exist similar, you know, to the snare. Mm-hmm. And we're also allowing this, the bottom of the snares to be there, you know, but like, you know, that's sort of high end and you, you just need to poke a bit more than it, yeah. you know? So I just found like, that sort of like, that pinginess there is what i w- always tried my amps to sound like and stuff, you know? and well, well, And then I just, just found there. With that, you know, I just like, that's like, that's all the way, sometimes too much, to be honest, you know. (laughs) Um, But it's, this does it so well. And the other Mustangs that are like sort of full scale, you put them out of phase, they do it, but they just, this just pains more, I think, because it's so, Small. You With know? that
0: combination of sounds and the kind of the compact thing that you're getting at yeah. and the way that you're using that pedal, you will never get lost in a mix. You no, will like always stand that out. Only
1: <laughs> like I mean that like the way those like repeats are they're not even repeats, but you know, that that sort of dip like even if you like You know what I mean? Like that That's like yeah. amazing. Um so I just, that's why I love this guitar because it just has that and it's like it reminds me a bit of my Dan Electro that had those like lipstick pickups and it was just like really like ching 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 yeah. you know and the Petalic. start of the band yeah we didn't have like really many pedals or whatever so like there was no really drive, it was just the amp cranked up you know and it was all like, this was just all this kind of like bit of reverb and sort of like. That was good. more so that like without the overdrive like. And uh, so it's just like, it does the thing that the done Electro does, you know, but then you you add a couple of things to it and it's like, it actually sounds huge, this guitar, you know? It's a versatile tool. Yeah, so it's amazing. But it's like, so now it's like very specific. It's like I use a half the set, but... Okay. Uh, so it gets a heavy workload. You know, it does a lot. I mean, it's getting totally like destroyed, <laughs> You're you You're know? putting your DNA in it. Yeah, but uh, it's great. Like, I mean, it's it's amazing, this thing. Yeah.
0: So what other guitars do you have that we should I've check
1: out? i got... I've got a couple only I've not like this. like there's there's two strats here um I'm basically I have two because they're like tuned they're, one is tuned down we're playing a lot of tunes in like a sort of D standard
0: one looks in better shape than the other yeah so this is this is uh,
1: this is in it's just tuned D standard so every every string is tuned a step down okay um, so we all have sort of like an instrument even the bass where it's tuned down Yeah, so I only use it a couple of tunes, very specific. Okay, but uh, that's one of the new Fenders. They gave me that like last year. The one that came out is one of the first ones to get to the UK. Nice. And I just can't remember what reissue it is. I don't know, like sixty.
0: Might be like a Ventura or something. No, it's like an American-made. Okay.
1: uh, Yeah, the professional series they put out last year is like a sixty-one reissue, maybe or something. Okay. Uh, anyways, it's a beautiful guitar. To me, it's like one of the best guitars Fender have made in years.
0: I love the Olympic white.
1: Yeah, and it's beautiful. It's all like, It's got I me mean, to get into the details like it's, they did the nitro finish on it and everything. So it'll age,
0: you know, yeah. really nice. It'll eventually look like this. It'll get
1: all yellow. And this is like, a, <laughs> this is, I love this. Um,
0: What's this guitar now? This is a Rory, Rory Gallagher oh. signature
1: custom shop Fender that I picked up in a Chicago. That's amazing. I should have um, identified that with the well worn. You know, body. it's got all the like all the bits. You know, I mean, it's a bit of a gimmick. I think all the like stuff they do and the you know and those kind of like sort yeah. of like aged guitars, but then at the same time, I got it because it just sounds amazing, and I think it also reparate. It looks the homeland, amazing. You know? uh, yeah, you know, eventually I want, I hope that red guitar looks like this. You know? Yeah. And then also because I'm so used to playing that red guitar, which is actually from the '60s. I'm just used to no lacquer on the on the neck. You it's know? funny how that one you can yeah. see. Hopefully,
0: we'll get a picture of that lacquer. Yeah. It's only on like the bottom. On the bottom, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this is all throughout. So I actually just that's just my favorite feeling on a neck, you know. So, so I picked that up because I was playing a Johnny Jag at the time. Yeah, that's it just right. wasn't really cutting it for me. As again, it's that thing, it doesn't have that. I think they're really nice guitars, but they just don't have that super yeah. pingy thing. And I felt like, and then that just doesn't have the, enough. It has the ping, but it doesn't have enough like bottom, you know, mm. so for a lot of stuff I was doing later on and later albums, it was just a bit, it was bigger, you know, like the, it was sort of low end riffs that needs to just be quite chunky. You can know? we, can we hear a little, So like little a, So I started, so I picked this up and it just kind of did it, you know, so for that, like, I mean, we're not marked up there, but. I, when, I, when I usually use this as well, oh, okay. I, I have both amps going at the same time to make it even fatter. Got it. And this one is sort of quite travel heavy. And then in this one, I push the low end quite a lot. Like that's bass on five and travel on three. Yeah. And it's such a small amp that it actually saturates lows in the low end. It sort of mm. starts breaking up in this amazing way. So I'd like, you know, that would I use like just my main overdrive, which is that uh, Fairfield... Um it's just like a really, it's just a good overdrive, mm. you know, there's like no, nothing about it really. Um, and I have like a bit of a, the Spring Reverb that's by Moose as well. That was my first pedal. I yeah, the the, the, with the heart doctor. I called it the heart doctor, because it's just, fix, yeah, it fixes my heart all the time.
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> a lovely segment, yeah. I love that. Literally, yeah. <laughs> I have all
1: these bits, you know, since I see this all the time, I I just, I draw on it a lot, you know. I've got all the boys' names, and Alex, my guitar tech, and I've got my daughter Vega there, and my that's girlfriend awesome. Josephine, and Ireland, <laughs> all my loves. Yeah. So I just draw. I know I look at it a lot, you know. So I guess I end up like drawing. Jackie down it. the line, the Jack- single. Yeah. Yeah, that's the settings in that tune. There's like I use it only for. I have one. I try to like minimize the amount of like changes on the pedals, which there's quite a lot because I'm so particular, you know. Yeah. Like especially in this flanger, I, there's so much going on there. But in this I have like, I'm just trying to get to a point where it's just like A or B, you know, like setting one, setting two. Mm-hmm. So that specifically has that. But I mean, for those bigger sort of riffs, like we have this tune called Big Shot, that's sort of, I mean, yeah, I only use just a bunch of overdrive on top of, uh, okay. of the reverb. I always have that spring reverb first. That's how like, that's sort of like, that was a mistake. Starting out, you know, I just had a reverb pedal, yeah and then eventually I got an overdrive. So I just put them in that order, and I've never changed it because I get I get this thing that it's just like, you know, you know. Carlos, so you got
0: to know this by now. You know, three records in, yeah, and the success you guys have already amounted is that there's no rules in music exactly, or guitar. Exactly, no rules yeah. at all.
1: <laughs> the first time in a studio recording a single, they were like, "Oh no, you have to flip those around. It gets so dirty and stuff." It was like. That's what I want, you know, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. that's like, <laughs> that's the there in a huge room, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, but anyways, there's these kind of like, sort of riffs, like, more like, like this, like, because like... like big lines one string yeah you need them to like take over so much space mm. you know so I feel like on that it's too small you know it's, it's yeah. not just about taking poking through the mix it's also it's about filling so much space yeah because the arrangement is sort of all around the riff like that you know so that's why I've like both amps you can we don't have it mic'd up but
0: I certainly can hear yeah, it. you can hear I that. Can it I could feel it when you yeah. click that in It's like. <laughs>
1: You get the whole spectrum. It's, it's amazing, you know. And then with this thing, I can just go from the big overdrive to sort of like, you know, more subtle sort of thing for the verses when I'm not doing the big riffs, you know, and just go to that
0: clone. It's like. Second overdrive you kicked that gives it that gives us some real snap. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. And that
1: yeah. mixed with that low end on the small amp is just amazing. You know? Yeah, yeah. So this is my main guitar. Is really, is like it's a combination of that Mustang okay. and this. Okay. You know, and then that's really similar to this in fairness
0: for the D songs.
1: Yeah, and they did a really good job of that. You know, I, I love that guitar. Now it's just become the guitar I use on that tuning, so I don't use it half as much. Now but, what
0: about that Martin that's peeking over there? Oh yeah, and the Martin is.
1: 12-string, we started getting into this on the last album, um, just this 12-string thing. Yeah. And again, it's like, I think, you know, I, I don't know. I just can't stop thinking about the guitars as a sort of like a part of the drum kit. Um, you know, I don't think it, needs to, it should exist on its own in a song. I think it needs to like sort of be backed up by something, you know, so it's either like you're following the vocals or you're following the yeah. drums, you know, like I think. You could do without guitars in a lot of songs. You know what I mean. You can't do without vocals or drums it's and kinda bass. Like, it's kinda in like, my opinion, you know.
0: Well, it's kind of taking like the instrument back to be an accompaniment of a bigger, like a big band. Exactly. Yeah. It's all.
1: It's all a part of each other. You yeah. Know? So, I found these guitars. Maybe we just move this. Do you mind? Because I only use this on the deluxe. I'm just gonna put that mic on. Look at this.
2: that.
0: Uh. <laughs> He's teching for himself, <laughs> folks. Um, so that goes, yeah. The guy's gonna love that.
1: Um, what is it? Yeah, so I use the, the the Deluxe for that, and it's just literally just a little bit of gain through the MXR micro amp, which everyone seems to have here. Like, yeah. if you look at the Monkey's rig, and every, there's one of those on every board, you know? So, it just shows, they're an amazing pedal. They just kick through the amp, you know? Make them just, make yeah. every amp sound a little bit better. And a bit of reverb, and it's just like. Come back to that thing. It's
2: such a beautiful
1: sound with a little bit of drive and like the, sp- the sprinkle. And I, I just think it sounds. To me, it sounds very like uh, like hi hats. You know, like it's. A, you listen to that string without even without the amp. You know, there's like. Um, you know, so to me that just sits in with this the hi hat in such a beautiful way. You know. Um, and I don't see space for like a six-string acoustic on on our tracks. You yeah. Know? I just don't see it. But but I do see I do want that kind of sort of organic quality. You know.
0: Why not uh, go with an electric twelve like a Rick or or even a Dano? To be honest, I've never
1: tried them. Oh, okay. Like simply like when we when we were doing the pre-production for the album and we started using the twelve strings, we were using a cheap Fender twelve string that they sent to us. Yeah. Uh, and then we needed something better. For the studio, and I remembered that um, I'd met Richard Holly, uh, you know, Richard Holly. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely incredible guitar player as well. um He, I met him in Sheffield a few years before that, and he said to me, you know, anytime you need anything, you just call me. I have every guitar in the world, you know, like. That's a cool thing. And I was like, okay, yeah, I probably never will do that, you know. <laughs> and, uh, I don't want to bother him. <laughs> <you, Mr>. Exactly. <laughs> but then a few years later, we're doing this album, and I was just like. I really need an amazing 12-string, you know. So I gave him a call, and he brought down this incredible filed guitar, 12-string okay. uh, that he got like custom-made, little body, little parlor guitar. Ooh. The 12, oh, it was amazing. So we recorded all the 12 strings on the album with that, and and then we just had to find something similar because that guitar is yeah. over 10 grand, you know. So, so Not we need to. Yet. So I f- we went shopping for guitars, and just me and Curly, we were shopping to buy one guitar that we could share, and. Uh, we actually couldn't agree on one, me and Curdy. So, so we both got one each. Uh, but I'm I'm delighted because this one won. The other one's not on tour anymore. Oh really? So, yeah. <laughs> this is the one I picked. <laughs> so he, I don't know. I think he got a, a seagull guitar. I don't know. He just really liked how it was a bit like harder, I guess. Yeah. You know? Whereas this is just so like, it's just so sparkly, you know. Yeah. And I just it just sounded to me, it was, I was just trying to find something similar to that little parlor, you know, file guitar, yeah. and this comes pretty close, and that combined with the deluxe just, and we also have like a DI, so it's like you're getting like the clean sort of like sparkle mix oh, with, okay. with the sort of like, you know, a bit of like, you know, a bit of saturation Amp and sound. the low end, and, and the really nice tail of the reverb, you know. You know, it's just like...
0: call the heart doctor yeah exactly <laughs> well carlos can we get you with the mustang real quick again and yeah then, and then we can quickly hit some of the pedals we haven't been introduced to yet yeah yeah
1: for sure what um, do we have
0: here that what should we uh, Let maybe start with the tremolo how do you use the so tr2 the tremolo
1: that's what i was playing earlier okay which i was just trying to show you because some i really it's one of my favorite things of this board um the tremolo i just use it i had this idea again just thinking of the drums I had this. Idea. I feel like
0: you should be a drummer, Carlos. I mean, I wish, you know. <laughs> but, like,
1: um, I had this idea that I was doing, oh, yeah, I was doing, like, some, like, sort of, like, cover of a Death in Vegas tune. Um, and it's all electronic. It's all, like, you know, synthy stuff and drum machines. And I didn't have anything other than my laptop and this, you know. And uh, so I did, I basically tried to, from memory, do all the sounds that the synths were doing. Yeah. And just there messing around. And I found when it came to, like, you know a lot of the the sort of groove was coming from um from just the side t- classic you know electronic music just side chain kick drum to to the bass or a, a synth. Yeah. I didn't have any sort of thing like that, you know, so I just figured that a tremolo is doing the same thing as just dipping the volume you know so I started using it in a way that if I time it really well with the drums it starts creating this sort of like it feels like the kick drum is like pushing into, dipping into the sound, you know? So I use it very extreme, like the depth is all yeah. the way there. And, you know, the race just depends on the tempo of the song. I have the markings there. And at the start, figuring that I was so hard because it was just like, as soon as you, you move, move it a hair, you're off. Yeah. You know? And it sounds terrible. Because, like, that with a bit of overdrive. but it's like, you know. But it's, to me, it's way cooler than sidechain because you have a, a, the the option to, like, just measure your attack on each one. Yeah, you
0: know?
1: can so, tell the way that you're even hitting so like, it. That with a kick, you know, like... You know, and it just like slots in. That's a tune called Skinty Fear." If you listen to that? It's like, it just slots in so well. And sometimes it goes off a little, but it just makes it, it creates a tension there, you know? Because yeah. it always comes back, you know? Yeah. So he, it, that's a, it's a problem for for the drummer because for Tom because he can't he he has to play that with a click you know we never played with clicks until I started doing this
0: well, someone's got to be the spinal cord someone's got to be down the track yeah.
1: so I started doing that and there was another tune I used that as well called uh, In Aragria that was like re- it's the opening tune in the last album and it's like really tense I can't really we haven't played that life in ages but I have like the setting there more or less but it's the same kind of thing like just like sort of um really deep tremolo and just sort of really tense sort of interval and then you just start bringing it in like
2: but with that one i basically
1: like it's so it's so tense you know yeah and then so it's just like a slow build of that and i just found found the place where it's mostly in it's probably not that much it's probably 60 percent of the time in and 40 percent off you know so it's quite like it's quite jarring at times but for the intro it's like there's no there's no drums it's just a bass and a tambourine and that so that just sort of like it's sort of like it's just so disoriented, you know. Yeah. But then when the drums kick in, you you slot perfectly, you know, and it's suddenly like, whoa, this makes sense, you know, and then you're I'm I'm off again, maybe a in a minute, you know, and like it creates the it brings the tension back again, you know. So I love that that for that, you know, because it's just it's sort of using it in um in a percussive kind of way, you know.
0: Now, how are you using the pog, the big guy up there at the, the top? The
1: pog I use sort of like it's just a little addition for like certain sections in the song where i want a bit more like you know a bit of like a more of a i don't know i guess a climax you know okay um i use it and two and in, in skinty a bit i use it in skinty in a cool it's not even a, it's in the breakdown in skinty and skinty i have like the tremolo going doing that thing with i use the flange as well and underneath it i have this tremolo and really tight i'll show you how like the cosmic tremolo is there doing like the, You know, super like, and and then so that's underneath, sort of doing that, right? And it's like you got the the plants, uh, like bringing it in and out, whatever, and then and then the tremolo.
0: different textures like um but then you're doing everything you can to not make your guitar sound like a guitar exactly literally (laughs) because it was like this
1: period was just really into like this really sort of like you know just heavy electronic music you you got drums yeah and and then so the pog I used to make it even further from my guitar and there's this breakdown where it just sort of goes you know it cuts like I've got this sort of kill switch here so you're like that and it cuts like that, and then the drum is keeps going, and then I just click the plug in, and I sort of lift it like, you know? Yeah. So it's just like this sort of like thing that comes in out of nowhere, and it's like so clean cuts, you know. That it doesn't sound at all like a guitar. It's no. just like a little, like synthy like sort of scream, you know. <laughs> um, so that's kind of like one of the tunes I use it. Then there's an I use it in Big Shot a bit and like one of the verses when I'm sort of like I don't know. I'm doing. I I tone it down for Big Shot a bit, but it's sort of like you know it's there. I'm just doing this kind of like this kind of thing. He's kind of like this thing in the verse, and then when it comes back around, I just click it in, and it's like. So it's got a very celestial kind of yeah. thing to it. So that would like the really that the bass is quite subby in that, you know, and Curly's doing this amazing thing in the guitar on that part, and it just brings this like, you know, it's, it's a breakdown that's like. A bit, you know, it just becomes a bit celestial, you know. Yeah, which uh, is perfect
0: because tonight you'll be out again underneath the stars. Yeah,
1: exactly. So that's why I use that for. It's very sort of subtle. I've got this Ryman Lex, sort of like a rotary, rotary cabinet yeah. that I only use for, and I've got that hooked up with the Centura all the time. I mean, it's in the same loop, but I, I can, I only use them together for okay. uh, for one tune, one Jackie down the line, which kind of has this like this like. See those frets are so small. There, I, I play that with the, the strat, but so it's doing that thing, and then in the there's a breakdown where it just goes into a big riff, and it just has that to sort of give it a bit of character, and goes like you know and everything's going on and then i can turn it off and go back to the clean you know so it's a very like sort of very different sounds you know so i use that for just in that tune for that you know
0: nothing Um, really is that's happening so far uh with your guitar playing and the sounds you're creating are subtle everything is very direct you know what i mean yeah 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 it's it's, well like yeah
1: yeah i use the pedals like i try to just get the like really squeeze them, you know what I mean? Like I'm not like, <laughs> I'm not really interested. And I don't, it looks like a lot of pedals, I guess, but it's been a very slow build, you know? And like I started, and it was the kind of thing that I only wanted to add a new sort of flavor, Tried to do, you know, limit myself to one flavor per album, yeah. pretty much, you know? So the first album was really like, there was nothing other than like this reverb and an overdrive, you know?
0: Well, I feel like I'm at a Thai buffet now, like you got and a then, lot of flavors and going. Now,
1: I guess there's like three types of Overdrive, you know, just three stages with a microamp. Got the three Sintura, different types of hot sauce. That, yeah, <laughs> then you got uh, the tremolos, there's two types of tremolos. That was the second album I brought in the tremolos, you yeah. know, and, uh, and I guess I brought two types in. And then on the third one, really, I only brought the flange and then in the studio, you know, that kind of lex thing was added into that to give it flavours and I just carry it to recreate it. And like, same with the octave thing which was just added in the studio to bring a section a bit further, you know. So I just, you know, I sort of bring those on tour to recreate the album. But when, what got recorded, but when we were writing it, I was really like, I mean, remove all of this, you know what I mean? Yeah. This whole side, remove the microamp as well and the EQ, you know, that's all like just... So it's like you're left really with like, the reverb, two overdrives, two tremolos, on a flange, you know?
0: Well, I will say for a gear show and gear dorks that are watching this, this is uh, really great to see you bring the full spice rack out for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, no, for it. sure, yeah, yeah. But no, think, this
1: is a pleasure, and thanks so much.
0: But I think we need to talk to Curly before we get out of here. You
1: should, yeah, you should, because he's got better things to show you. Thank you, Carlos. Yeah, take care, man, thank you. All
0: right, everyone, we have slid down the stage. We are joined by Curly. Curly, how are you doing?
3: I'm good, yeah, I'm good. Glad to be here.
0: I'm glad to be here, too. Uh, like, we were talking off camera not to put you on the spot, but apparently you're a fan of the Rig Rundown. We're a fan of the band. So this is uh we're walking down a two-way
3: street. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, cheers for having us. this is cool. Though.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the way that you wanted to start it off is you wanted to show off the oldest guitar, or at least the oldest guitar purchase.
3: Yeah. It's, uh, my famous uh, arch top that I got in Berlin in 2018. Uh, me and the lads had taken a bit of a break from the band. Okay to go see some of the world, and I went to Berlin, and uh, yeah, I just bought it. I got some tax back from the Irish government as well. There who, you go. Yeah, who paid for this, <laughs> but uh, it, I think it was like 200 quid, and I was playing a lot of, I was, learning, I was trying to learn like jazz chords at the time, which uh, I was still trying to learn. Yeah, know, to this I think day. it's a lifelong pursuit. But I bought this guitar, and I got a little like battery amp, and I was just like, um, just kind of busking around and doing that kind of stuff, and then I came back to Ireland, and. Uh, do you know, like When we were starting out, anyone who had a guitar, like we had like one guitar each or whatever like so, any new instrument is like, use it somewhere, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we just figured out, we put this thing into an amp and put distortion on it and it just sounded like, so chuggy and big and like, I don't know, it just has its own kind of, it's kind of in between, you know, like, like you can't put a distortion pedal on an acoustic guitar because it just sounds a bit gnarly, it's yeah. too too, but this kind of works, the pickup on it, I don't know what it is, uh, Shaller so something. that was
0: there when you bought it that yeah yeah was yeah already.
3: and yeah flat ones on it and it just yeah i use it for uh the song how cold lovers okay yeah
0: man it's a it's a i'm sure there's a lot of stories in there and i'm sure there'll be even more stories you'll pull out as you own it oh
3: 100 and weirdly enough even though it's like it's got some scratches but it seems to be a little bit impervious to damage or something like that because yeah still looking good yeah now what do you know what like year it is or anything like about its history I have absolutely no clue, to be honest. Uh, and all I, I know is a, it's a Gabison, which uh, seems a bit famous, Gabison. Yeah. Um, it's a yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to date these things.
0: And I love the neck, real quick, before we move on to the next guitar. It almost looks like a piece of furniture. Yeah. Just the way that, like, <laughs> the yeah, wood yeah. grain.
3: <laughs> Weirdly enough, after I got this, though, I'd go to some studios and it seemed like everyone for a while just had, like, a famous, like a hollow body or something. Everywhere I went, someone had one. And to be honest, all the ones that I've played are amazing, so. Cheap enough, finishes guitar. Framus do good guitars for sure.
0: Yeah, got some mojo in there. Yeah. Well, let's move on to the next one. All right. What should we learn about next?
3: Uh, next one's a bit more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is a bit more of a, a key weapon. Johnny Marr signature Jaguar. Um, Changed the pick guard. So it looked more like uh, Roland S. Howard's uh, Jaguar. He's like my favorite guitar player.
0: Which is a good salute to both of them. You know, Johnny and him.
3: Exactly. Yeah. The reason why, um, so we met Johnny Marr at a festival like years ago, or a, couple, a few years ago. And um, he said, like, he, he was like, if you ever need any a hand or anything, give us a shout. And we were playing Glastonbury like uh, in a couple of weeks. And me and Car- we were playing like four shows over three days. And me and Carlos only had one guitar each. And I knew he was playing as well, so like I called him and I was like, "Oh, could we get a loan of one of your guitars? And he was like 100% got it sent over. And it was one of his signature guitars. And I, at that time, I, th- I just thought it was the best guitar I'd ever played. Yeah. So I had to get my own one. Eventually off Fender, who were kind enough to give this to me. And yeah, it's been my, it's kind of my go-to. Like it just, it's so versatile. It has like um, the in-series position, which is like, you know, like a big humbucker, yeah. like, almost like, but. Yeah, it just sounds great clean, and yeah.
0: Now how much through the set would you say you use this, uh, the Johnny? Probably half of the set. Oh, OK.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of stuff. It's just so comfortable as well, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of like the more lead stuff that I play, I'd play on this. Um, yeah, just, yeah, it's just great sounding guitar. The pickups are amazing. And, and uh, I don't think this one will be coming off the road anytime soon
0: now what should we know about strings as we go through all your guitars do you use them kind of across the board the same string gauges and brands or, or you switch it up
3: uh, other than the flat the flats, ones yeah yeah other than the flats it's all uh, Ernie Ball Burleys okay so, like 11s with heavy bottoms Oof. yeah which I think Carlos is on or maybe he's not anymore but yeah I don't know I just I think that thing with string gauges once you go up you can't go down Kind yeah of. Or, like it would take me a while to, like when I go to guitar shops like all most guitars are Nines uh, or tens. Nines or tens. And I go in and I'm like, I can't tell if I like this yet or not, Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Um, yeah, I just like it. I play a lot of like lower down kind of lead, lead stuff, like cowboy stuff. And I just okay. think the heavier string just kind of holds the note a bit better, like, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously, Johnny being the, you know, the champion of chime, like that thing really rings, I bet. Oh
3: yeah, no, definitely, yeah. No, he designed a great guitar. Uh, yeah, I have Monaghan sticker on the back as well, which is where I'm from in Ireland, so. Badge of pride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good to have.
0: Now, which, uh, which I I've got to talk about this Coronado.
3: Yes. Let's, let's yeah, move yeah. on to that. Yeah. All right. This is the. This is my latest purchase. So, if anyone out there knows, I'm a Coronado player. Um, where did you?
0: I, I know that they're you know used by many people, but it's kind of a forgotten Fender hero.
3: Yeah. So wh- where would you kind of land in that world? Um, I went into a guitar shop in Dublin called Sum Neck Guitars.
0: That's a great name. Yeah.
3: <laughs> the guys there are great. And um, it was just before we did our second album. And we had like, a little bit of budget for the first time. And I was like, I'm going to get a vintage guitar. And he had a Coronado. And I'm a, I'm a big like, I really like, you know, Brian time, Black Angels, like the psyche stuff. And yeah. they, all, they all seem to have like the old like hollow bodies going like so. And I'd,
0: and they're Rick guys, at exact. least Black Angels, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, and these are kind of similar pickups as well, but he just had it, and he, you know, that was, that was my orange one, but then, yeah, I just fell in love with them. I just, yeah, for that kind of, like, vintage psyche kind of sound, I just think it's perfect, and um, I've been playing them for so long now that I just, like, they just feel so familiar, and I bought this one not uh, too long before we went on tour off a guy in... Uh, or was it in Stoke or something like that, in England, he had it up on uh, eBay. And I just love the Wildwood concept. Yeah. Do you know? I want to get one that's like crazy. I, I feel like I'm just going to collect these for the rest of my life. Just have like a room in my house that's full of the Coronado room. You that know? could
0: be, there could be way less cool rooms than that. Like,
3: yeah, you know I mean? fair, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. But they're a bit, they're a bit difficult sometimes. I, 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 like I think with guitars, they should be, you should have to rest it, like it should be, you should have to draw it out of it sometimes. You know what I mean? Why though? I don't know, it just, I just feel like it makes you play it differently. It makes you like search for it more. Like if you just have like a kind of, like a Strat or something that's like set up real nice and you're just kind of sitting back, feel like you're not delving into it more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, m- it might be a stupid uh, like kind of uh, ritual or something like that, but I just kind of like.
0: Uh... I think all the reasons we do the things with our guitar setups, yeah, with it's yeah. pedals amps is all stupid to anyone else, but to us singularly, it's, it's why yeah, we do it. Yeah.
3: I don't know. I thought I was being original. I didn't see many people playing these, so I was just like, gonna make it my thing.
0: Now, Renault with the original orange one, that had like a really microphonic bridge pickup. Yes. Is that, hopefully that's not the case with this one.
3: No, this one is, absolutely perfect and so yeah. are
0: you using the bridge one because i know the original one and the way you recorded and stuff you would still you would almost compensate with pedals yeah and the blending of the two pickups to yeah. make that bridge kind of work for what you needed it yeah are you incorporating the bridge on this one
3: no cause I, I, because i because of how. You, yeah i've actually i think i've retired the orange one because it's like it's done well but it like it's 1966 and it's like the whole back is just like from like belt uh, buckle rash and stuff I think I'm just gonna leave it at home now, let it have a, a good retirement. and uh, <laughs> Set it off to pasture. Yeah, pretty much like, and um, yeah, these pickups are perfectly balanced. So like, I've actually like the EQ on my amp and like even on the pedals, I can now flatten everything and just use it instead of, I was just compensating for that Coronado and then everything else would have to like, work around yeah. what the Coronado needed. So uh, yeah, now everything's just way more flat, which is nicer as well like that, you know what I mean? Like kind of know where you're standing. It's kind of mental, like. Tuning your whole rig just to one guitar,
0: especially if you change guitars, then it's a whole other exactly. Thing.
3: So then you have to have all the you know distortion pedals that are EQ different way, but that's all gone now. It's a, a simpler life. Nice. Now. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, th- I think the last guitar we got here is another. Uh, looks to be a, either a semi or a fully hollow. Uh,
3: it's fully. Yeah, this is fully hollow. Um, this is an Eastman uh, that I have named Clint. Uh, Flint Eastman. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, and I got this in Manchester. And I was getting really into uh, Elliot Smith, uh, his electric stuff. And he was playing like a Gibson ES-330. Yeah. And I was just like, ah, it, would ta- it would take out of my Coronado money to buy a Gibson <laughs> ES-330, you know? so uh, I know, <laughs> I, uh, I found that it was like, one of those, it came, this came up on YouTube, someone playing this being like, oh, this is a really good value like value for money guitar. Uh And then it was honestly like the next guitar shop I went into, it was just sitting there. And I picked it up and I played it, and I was like, God, this thing plays amazing. Like it's so easy to play, it has got Lawler P90s in it. Like, first time having a Bigsby is really, really nice, and it just, yeah, it just works. I felt like being in Manchester, you know, like a red hollow body. Yeah. just kind of There's a certain
0: guy that plays those, yeah. (laughs) Exactly, yeah, so
3: it just kind of made sense. It just kind of felt right, you know, and um, yeah.
0: It's funny how we can talk ourselves into a guitar purchase. Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Like justification? the weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the weather. You know what I mean? It was, ra- it, it was rain, the sky was blue, I should buy a blue guitar, you know? Yeah. But um, this is being used a bit. It's, like, this is a really good rock and roll kind of sound guitar. Yeah. So, like, some of the older stuff um, in the bigger venues, you know, we used to use, like, very, I used to use, like, a Dan Electro and shit like that back then. Hmm. Um, Um, but yeah, I'm going to use this more in the next album because it kind of missed, it missed being on our last album, but it just gets used for like, It feels left
0: out, I bet. Yeah, it it needs
3: its (laughs) own song, you know? Yeah. But, uh, definitely like sitting on the couch playing guitar, this is kind of the one to go to. It's just like, it's just really easy to kind of get around, short scale on it. it's just, yeah. Nice. I love it.
0: Now we've got two amps behind you. I assume double reverb or twin reverb, but you know, twin twin reverbs. Yeah. One's just a backup?
3: One is just a backup, unfortunately, yeah. Um, it depends on how you're looking
0: at it, you know. If you're out here, two twin reverbs might be... <laughs>
3: yeah. I've heard, I've heard that before. Like, these things are like laser beams, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they'll take your head off, like, but, uh, yeah, it's just the one for now. It's just, like, over here in the States, obviously, like, this is kind of, like, a little bit stripped back of what I'd take. Yeah, I have, like, a telly and stuff like that as well. And okay in the uk when we did a uk run i had a marshall stack as well as the twin damn because uh, stuart from uh mogwai I was chatting with him and he was like he used that because i saw them live and i was like his I guitar love those guys. his guitar tone is like nuts like and he was like get a fender twin and use a marshall stack as well and like it's not the most convenient but it sounded incredible like you know those blend of things like, Pretty much dry Marshall, no reverb or anything. This thing, like doing all the surfy, swimmy stuff, and it, like when you mix that in your ears, it just sounds incredible. Like you know what I mean? Like it's like an orchestra or something like it's that.
0: It's like a warm hug, and then the Marshall's a punch in the gut. Yeah, 100. <laughs> <I mean, laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, It's lovely. But okay, so Twin Reverb and the American Dates.
3: Yeah, but so, this is like I can't like this is perfect. Like from day one, like since we started turning, these things Twin Reverbs are just the best amp in, in my opinion of just being like let your pedals sound the way they need to sound, let your guitars sound, it doesn't flavor anything. It just yeah. like, when you're turning around and you're using like backline, like rented backline, and you need a consistency, twin reverbs are just like that, like, you know?
0: That's where you're at.
3: Yeah.
0: All right, Curly, this is my favorite part of the video, pedalboard time. Nice. Talk to me about what you got going on here. You got two different little substations. What should we know? Let's start with the, the mini guy. What's going on there?
3: Okay, this is a new addition. It's um You ran out of real
0: estate, so. You know? Yeah,
3: kind of. I didn't want to commit to it fully as well, you know. Okay. It was, it's kind of an experiment. Um, so, I got, so I got the, uh, the hors d'oeuvres from Fairfield Circuitry, which is like, it just kind of creates uh, like a line selector, like a separate loop. Oh, okay. So just like you can create a loop. So that's what the loop right now is this life pedal and a flanger. And it's just like, you know, when you record like kind of heavier, like kind of shoegazy guitars, you always want to, the dry to define yeah. like the madness, you know what I mean? And like when you're, I was thinking I'd love to have that live, that kind of sound, so that's why, it's pretty much just adding a dry, like my dry being this pedal board. Okay. And then the wet being like this fuzz and a flanger, and like, I'm, I'm gonna swap these out, yeah, it's, it's very just like an experimental thing just to see what uh, kind of different textures you can get.
0: All right, Curly, before we hear these two together, because I got to hear that combination, yeah. I don't want to be a presumptuous prick, but I do have to out myself in the fact that I did not think I would see an earthquake or Sun O pedal on your pedal board like this. Yeah. So uh, how did you come across that?
3: Uh, our producer Dan Carey had one in the studio. Okay. And it was like an overdub, like a go-to overdub of like, let's turn everything up to 11 and make it sound mental, type like pedal. <laughs> and uh, I think it was actually, I inherited this from Carlos. because. Uh, really? Yeah, because he needed it for a song that we haven't played in a while called Living in America. like he was like playing like a real fuzzy part so he got that and then yeah when I was like when I was designing or when I was gonna start this separate loop kind of thing I just needed a fuzz went through the like band um, drawer and that was there and I was like perfect This the craziest sending thing there is like really
0: so can we hear that that fuzz in
3: the flange yeah yeah. you see you can have you can have like the you can hear the well, it's kind of coming through, but it's still have the clean kind of like. Dude, that's gnarly. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's all very, um, it's all very experimental at the moment. It's like um, kick the flange is kicking up. What was it I said?
2: Yeah, just on the edge of you know complete
0: chaos. Like yeah. your speaker just begging for mercy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least the speaker, yeah.
3: But yeah, it's just kind of like. Yeah, it just gives you the option. I just think dry is something that, like, relatively dry or whatever it is, just is nice to keep in. It just keeps things kind of still musical whenever you're going down the kind of fuzzy kind yeah. of route, you know? It's kind
0: of the opposite of what we we're exploring with Carlos. Carlos wants to go down destruction lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're kind of still keeping the core entity of your guitar. Yeah, for sure, yeah. I just, yeah, it's just like... Which is great, that means you guys work together in such a copacetic way. Yeah,
3: 100%, yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
2: definitely, yeah, yeah. Now
0: I asked him, like, is that something you guys had to figure out as a a guitar player in band, you know, two guitar players, like whether it's pedals or EQ or how you're using amps and guitars is to not, I know there's moments where you do the double guitar thing and want to sound similar and big, but where you want to sit separately in the mix and do different things to make a fuller sound?
3: Yeah, I think that's just like our writing style, I would say, like, you know, a song was started, whether his idea or my idea, you kind of learn to do the complementary thing next. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if he's playing something loud and fuzzy, he'll try to play something higher and a bit sharper. And like, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's all you can. Like, it's just writing with other musicians. You kind of yeah. have to either uh, get out of their way or do something that's more on top, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so it's like, yeah. Well, let's move on to the core board here and see
0: what's going on here.
3: Yeah, so the first is the Deco, which is actually just on all the time. Yeah, it just drives the twin really nice. And it's just like, I think I've seen more people use them now. I think like, like the transparency or whatever on it is like, incredible like you know there's no fl- it's just really is just driving the amp a li- just that little bit more like yeah. you know
0: and it kind of gives just a little warmth that you know that that they're going through with the tape sound yeah it sounds great
3: yeah yeah now
0: how are you using the sunset
3: the sunset is the kind of bigger well this this is actually on the treble okay um which i just think let me see i'll just grab this. But for our song, Televise Mountain, there's kind of like a low guitar part in it. Let's see, let's
2: make sure this isn't...
3: Yeah, that sunset's great. Yeah, yeah, it just adds a little bit extra onto the deco, because I still want it to be quite clean, so it's not a distortion. It's just, you know, sometimes a bit of treble is like a punch in the ears as well, yeah. like, you know what I mean, like, so that's, yeah, and then the, that's like my, that's my biggest, uh, that's my like most distorted kind of rocker kind of,
0: I love that those pickups
3: sound great yeah no they really are yeah they
0: have a unique bark to them
3: yeah you know i mean definitely yeah, yeah yeah Um, and then we got the reverb reverb i love reverb but reverb's a weird one i've had so many reverbs over the years I used to have one by an irish builder called moose which i love but it was one of those scenarios where it, it broke and i never fixed it yeah but it, i would say that that's my favorite reverb but this one, for what it is, like, what is it, RV? Yeah, old standard boss. Yeah. Is incredible for just, I think, like, you can find them everywhere, they're solid. I've been on the kick of using, which one is it here? The, yeah, this modulated uh, reverb. Okay. I don't know why, it just sounds real spacey, like. Sparkle Shimmer? Yeah, yeah. That's just taste right now. It's usually just uh, just any spring reverb. Okay. Quite high up, just for, yeah, just like that sound.
0: Yeah, because that first record really has that going. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. And then the hard wire is my reverse. Which is only used in the breakdown of a song called I Love You. Wow. But I love the sound. and uh, Kind of have to have it. I might get another one of these and put it over here because it doesn't have a dry on it and that's like I love the sound but I just wish they had a dry knob on it as well because yeah. I'd use it all the time probably yeah yeah
0: so what about the echo dream how are you using that
3: the echo dream it's not the echo dream used to be like my kind of big fuzzy uh, sound for uh, Big Shot the uh, song of our Big Shot um, Ollie over at Depe Auto makes incredible Pedals. He's a they, mad genius. Oh, he's, he's, an, he's unreal. Yeah. Like, yeah, I need to get more of his stuff. Um, yeah, I'm just using it for the fuzz at the moment. And, like, actually, not even. It's
0: funny, I think the biggest complaint I, I could have, which isn't even really a complaint because it's like, shut the hell up, Chris, yeah. is a lot of their boxes are big. Yeah. So it kind of takes a lot of space. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. This doesn't seem to want to work at the moment.
0: Well, we'll send it back to Ollie. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but yeah. No, that pedal. This is kind of this is taken over from it at the moment as like the big fuzzy sound. But okay. before that, for like the big things, it was that. Yeah.
0: And what's the the ibanez next to it? How Are you using that?
3: That's the delay part in our song Nabokov. Uh, so it's just set. Let's see, turn the reverb off. So then it's just like in one of the drum breaks. It's just kind of like a.
0: Now are you using that also in the intro of that song? Because that song has that like crazy repeats going on in the intro.
3: That's what it is. It, okay. I, I recorded it actually with this pedal, which uh, is like um, the degrader. Yeah. Okay. But it's too hard to replicate it live because <laughs> it's like different every time, and it's just kind of. So I just use this one now, but no reverb on, just go, and like have the fuzz on as well, and like. Yeah, so that's just set um, for that song. Um, yeah, I, I really wish I could use the echo degrader, but it's like, it has like this hold function, and it's like...
0: Uh, that's like going on a high wire without a net.
3: Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> on stage. <Yeah. laughs> I try. I really tried to be able to do it, but it was just a studio thing. As they turn this one off, it was just like...
0: Yeah, that'll get away from you. Yeah, exactly, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because it was like, it was like the same tempo delay, but then at the very end, press the hold, and it went. But then I'm trying to play as well, and I'm just like, nah, nah,
0: What's the one here we kind of skipped over when we went to the uh, degrader, is this green tank thing?
3: Yeah, it's the tremolo. It's oh, okay. Um, what's it called again? Uh, the chain, chain Home? Chain Home. What I can't remember the company for this again, I'll get it to you. But it's... Uh, The tremolo—it's like really percussive. It's like a. Oh, Oh, there it is. So I use it in a song in Big Shot Corner.
0: You're the maestro here, so I'll clearly be, you know, your uh, apprentice. But I feel with that sound, it needs to be the jag for the jag. Oh yeah, theonomy. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
3: yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the
0: last two though we got here before we got to get up before the doors open is the pog and the six band. How are you
3: using those two? Uh, the pog is a song of ours, uh, "Lucid Dream," which my guitar sounds a bit like this. It kind of starts like. Just an octave up, and yeah, I used to have the big one, you know, like the. Yeah, yeah. And then I just realised I was just using the octave up, so I just got the small one. But yeah, uh, I kind of want it. For that song kind of wanted like a war of the worlds, you know, like <laughs> aliens are coming kind of sound, and that's what I landed on. My question on.
0: for you though: Are they friendly or are they
3: hostile? Um, they're they're friendly when you get to know them. <laughs> okay. After after a pint or two, they're not too bad, eh? <laughs> And what about the six band EQ? Six band EQ is, I mean, I think I use it in a song that we're not playing at the moment, so I'm not sure if this will be in there. Yeah, it was kind of, I use it in a part. It's actually not set up the way it's supposed to be right now, but I use it in a bit of skinty fear where in the studio I rolled off the tone, and I didn't want to do that live anymore, so I just got a six band EQ to just like do what like rolling off the tone on a Cheat code. Cheat code, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like once you start taking your hands away, people are so good at it. They're just like, the controls are a bit far away here as well to be doing that kind yeah. of stuff like so. Yeah, just have it at the feet. It's easier, it's better.
0: You got a lot going on anyways. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, Curly, I really appreciate your time and Carlos's time earlier. Yeah, Thank man. you so much. Cheers, no, thanks. Cheers as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah, everyone cool. stay safe, keep rocking, and come on, check these guys out.